Uh, would you mind describing the room we're sitting in? Sure. Okay, so um, we're currently in the kitchen that we share uh, in the home that we both live in. <laughs> and um, we're at a pretty large wooden table, and there's, like, some flower arrangement on it. And our dog, Amelia, is running around, and you can probably hear her in the background. Yeah, there's a clock on the wall, a plant behind me. It seems about right. So, Becca, <laughs> Becca, how do you tap into HTML energy? I guess I would say, uh, as a graphic designer who makes websites, uh, the way I use HTML energy is by this kind of from-scratch philosophy that I use for most of my projects. And by that, I mean that I don't like to use any templates or plugins or presets and most of what I make relies on what's already built into the browser so very simply just html css and a little bit of javascript and I think while I'm working I kind of like to keep in mind that the word website feels really intimidating to a lot of people and that it has to be sort of this big app-like monster or something but in reality you could just put the word hi into a text file and call it index.html and upload it to your server and like you have a website um so i think remembering that the origins of the web are in kind of extreme simplicity <laughs> amelia the diva um <laughs> extreme simplicity, uh, keeping in mind that all we're doing on the web is really sharing text files with each other, and that everything on top is sort of ornamental styling. And could you tell me what your current personal website is like and how you made it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, that would be cdxs.ist or, or cdxsist. Or as someone once put it, could exist. Yeah, that site is sort of my professional, I guess, portfolio site in a sense. Um, although it's like a bit abstract. Um, I've always struggled with how to display my work online um, in terms of like getting more paying work. I think that's like seen as a need for pe a lot of people, like to put yourself out there in a hireable way and this is kind of like my solution to doing that so currently it's a landing page that has like a little javascript animation and that's sort of like my in my entry point i wanted to just like display something cool i programmed and it's sort of silly and kind of lame now but i haven't changed it in years and that's just how it is um <clears throat> and then from there there's just a simple project list of the websites I've programmed as links and then um, sort of some supplemental text-based descriptions of things that aren't online. And then I have something called Stream, which is a blog. Um, and my intention for Stream was 
to post things as I'm working on them. Um, I guess the purpose of this website was to make my work really transparent and I really wanted to show things that were in progress or maybe never to be finished or they were finished and I wanted to show the research and sketches that went into it. So the idea with Stream and it has yet to be like fully realized, but it would be that I would post things really frequently as I was going and be sharing things at a stage when most people don't share the work, like kind of a live stream of what it's like to see a project from beginning to end. Um, and it's something that I don't like share on other networks and it's supposed to be like you would just kind of stumble upon it and have found this like secret where you could like look through my files in a way in kind of like an intrusive way <laughs> um and I still want it to be that someday but um it's hard to maintain <laughs> and actually the thing about stream is that that kind of like holds me up is actually just doing like photography work for mm. a lot of projects that like my offline projects have to be documented with some sort of photography so I do a lot of iPhone shots and like screenshots and stuff but there's a backlog of some items I need to do some like more professional photo work on mm. um, so that's kind of holding stream back at the moment so mm. if you go there currently it's a bit out of date which mm. I think is uh, the blogger's lament that's <laughs> 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 so a sorry I haven't updated in a while post <laughs> Yeah, I love the stream. Um, oh, thank you. Long live the stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that idea that you would be posting to the stream, like you said, at times when people normally wouldn't post projects, not only like while you're doing them, but also like the aftermath um, when most people like move on to the next project. That's true, actually. Yeah, sometimes a project will, or like a brand you created, will take on a life you hadn't foreseen. Um, and you'll see like applications of it in like really cool ways you didn't expect. And so I think that's also important to document the life after, mm. the, after publishing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so how do you make a change to your website or go about updating it? Um, what's your workflow like? Oh yeah. I'm a big fan of Kirby CMS. That's kind of the only non-browser integrated library I use. And so my website's built with on Kirby so that makes updating super simple. I think the most important thing about any website is whatever system you're using to update it, it can't be holding you back from posting. Like, yeah, the ease of uploading is, like, the most important. Um, so for me, that means Kirby. And I can basically post from anywhere. Like, it even works on my phone. I just to log into the back end and... I created the post type, but it's really simple. I think it's just like a text container and, and an image field mm -hmm. or like a image drop area. Like I said before, that photography is what's holding me back right now. And I'm happy that it's documentation holding me back and not like I forgot my FTP password or something, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm pretty pleased with the the maintenance aspect of the website and there's the design itself is really straightforward, and there's not really much I would want to change about that in terms of uh, modifying it for the future. Like, to me, it's pretty done um, in terms of, like, the system and the layout. So if you could bring one website back from the dead, what would it be? Okay. 
I've been thinking in the past few weeks a lot about the site homestarrunner.com. <laughs> and um, if anyone is unfamiliar, that was like a kind of web cartoon website from the early 2000s. Um, and I think at its peak, it was one of the most visited sites on the internet. It's very popular. And it's kind of a silly example, but um, the more I think about it lately, the more it was actually like a super revolutionary idea. Like it was this kind of like contained fictional world inside a website. Mm. Um, and I was looking at the Wikipedia entry recently and I was reading about how the entire brand and I guess it, I would say like franchise maybe it was like all word of mouth they never advertised they never had advertising on their site it was all the just completely funded by merch sales and it's like kind of incredible to me that like something so popular could be so pure was it flash based it was flash yeah <laughs> um and I guess it's actually still online you can look at it mm. but I would consider it a dead site in terms of like um, it's not updated, and then also Flash is deprecated, I think, mm -hmm. December 2020. Mm. That it's gonna. On like all browsers? I, I think, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm not quite sure how that works, but I'm, yeah, I think we won't be able to access Homestar <laughs> in 2021. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like kind of fascinating how. It created this really immersive world that you would have to keep checking back to see if anything had been added or updated, and there were a lot of Easter eggs as well. But it's this idea I haven't seen duplicated, or at least not successfully, to create this really like active website that is just like um, a, f a fiction you can be lost in and become a fan of. And I've, I've been thinking about this as well lately, this kind of site that you have to go to frequently doesn't exist anymore really like I'm mm. there's like Twitter Facebook Instagram like we go there often to check our feeds but it's not the same as like going to a specific URL that is giving you like a channel or like mm. like a consistent world yeah, yeah. like uh, it's hard to explain like like when we go to twitter.com we know that we're gonna see something new displayed there because the feed will have updated but it's not like the site itself is changing and we know what to expect when we log on there mm -hmm. and I think this idea of like visiting a world an enclosed world that idea hasn't been pushed further since Homestar <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Speaking of the past and future, uh, what do you imagine your own website looking like in 10 years? Wow. <laughs> so that's, uh, what, 2029? Yeah. <laughs> um, knowing me, it probably won't have changed very much. <laughs> uh, a lot of people have been saying, like, do we even need personal websites anymore? But... I strongly believe we do, and I think I'll I'll still have uh, CDXSist then <laughs> in some form. I don't know. By then, I may have like killed off all the project aspect of it and made it just like a poetry blog or something. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe one day I'll change the background color from tan to olive. So, 
Becca, if you didn't make websites, how would you spend that energy? Ooh. Hmm. Well, you know, making websites isn't the only thing I do. Right. <laughs> but, Pardon me. But, but yeah, yeah, sure, that, that extra energy that I was spending on websites. Yeah. Um, or maybe the question is more like identifying what role websites fill in your life and then like yeah. how you could, yeah. Oh, definitely. I guess right now, for me, I'm still very much learning code as I go. I've always been self-taught and and just sort of like learning how to make out of necessity. So to me, the most exciting part of code is like um, figuring out something new I haven't tried before and seeing it work is like really satisfying and exciting. And I think that feeling can be applied to like any hobby or skill um, or job you do. Um, trying to think of what I've like wanted to make but felt like I lacked the the know-how <laughs> um, oh I know <laughs> I tweeted this the other day but um I want I want to make lamps <laughs> yeah I said dream, dream job lamp maker uh and I meant it like I think a lamp is like the most like beautiful useful object mm. like it it's a sculpture that creates light and brings life to a room and I want to learn how to make good light. I feel like anyone could make a lamp you just go to Home Depot and buy one of those like light bulbs on a wire thing yeah um but to like make a beautiful lamp that works really well Mm. seems like uh, the unattainable dream Mm. (laughs) that you could spend your life working on (laughs) wow yeah that's funny. I don't know if I ever told you, but I always wanted to have a lighting store. I guess like a curator of lamps. Oh my so god! So maybe I could Let's work together. Yeah, type <laughs> you in. Um, I would call it Laurel's Lights. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, light up your life. And I wanted to ask you about a specific project you made in the past I guess it was maybe a year or so ago that you created your very own social network Um, pedal yeah pedal can you tell me about pedal pedal yeah pedals um kind of my my pet project and my most neglected child (laughs) (laughs) um I have a lot of love for pedal but it's been pretty dormant for mm, since January probably um shed a small tear um but yeah so pedal is a group blog in its essence it's another kirby i created um that's specifically programmed to allow unlimited amount of users um and it was sort of in a sense an experiment to see like how far you could push the limits of kirby um to allow well i would say thousands but right now i think the user count is about 30 or 40 people but to allow them to maintain their content side by side and and have it run smoothly and push the back end in a way that it wasn't quite meant to be used Uh, although who knows maybe it was yeah it's a pretty open sketchbook in a way Uh, you can email me for an account although I haven't been responding to those emails so I'm sorry if you've requested a pedal account and 
haven't been granted one. Um, <laughs> I'll get on that. Um, but yeah, anyone can, in theory can request an account um, and log in and post really anything they want. There is an anonymous user that's an open login. Mm. I believe the password is sunflower, all caps, if you want to get in there. It's posted, it's like written out on, if you go to the anonymous uh, user profile page, it's very clearly stated the password is sunflower. Um, so that's not, no secret. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of wanted to create it and put it up and see what happens. Um, in the first few months were like really fruitful and exciting. I think there was a lot of like pedal energy happening, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> yeah, I I was like really, really pleased with the results and that anyone at all was interested in joining. Mm. And I think even some friendships were formed there. We pedal has seen the the premiere of a music video. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any other notable, <laughs> notable uh, actions, but um, and it's fun because uh, I I kind of like get to play this role of admin, mm. um, which I think is pretty performative. Uh, so I'm I'm CDXS and I'm also admin, and I guess at times I'm a non as well. Mm. Um, but it's kind of fun to create your pedal persona, mm. um, and uh, the inspiration. Or the, or the model that it's based on is that of a community garden and that everyone is responsible for maintaining the space and um, keeping the, the kind of general feeling really positive and open um, and just sharing information and um, exciting news or interesting photos or you know any kind of odds and ends that might not find a home on other platforms are always welcome on pedal <laughs> um, but yeah right now I just sort of like lost the momentum on um, a couple maintenance things it kind of like overwhelmed me to be responsible for mm. this thing that could spiral out of my control I listened to a podcast about the origins of um, incel <laughs> and um, the word incel it actually comes from like this really nurturing community created by this like queer woman in Canada who who uh, um, she, yeah she created this community to be a safe space for people and then it got co-opted by these like reddit trolls and mm. became the sort of like negative word it is today and that kind of scared me in a way that like I could create something and essentially abandon it that's what happened to this person and that without my knowledge it could become something really like toxic and evil mm. <laughs> not that I saw that for pedal but like you never know um so I just kind of like took a step back before it got any bigger um but now I've been thinking about pedal a lot um I reopened the twitter account pedal updates and um posted if pedal needs water <laughs> just asking <laughs> and, yeah people people think it needs water um pedal's always been pedal beta in the header and I kind of want to kill off pedal beta and create pedal 2 and have it be based on the same principles but build it fresh 
knowing what I know now, uh, pedal, pedal B. (laughs) Jumping from beta to two. Yeah. (laughs) Who needs, well, pedal one is a good name as well, but I think pedal two has a good ring. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be open to, uh, including more people in in the development of pedal two because i know there's like a lot of pedal fans out there who would want to see it come back so if you could describe your own energy in just one word uh what word would you use (laughs) this question is really hard i think like one word is so has to be so specific but right i think the word i would go with at this moment is um gel gel yeah, my, I think my energy is gel because uh, um, I require others to activate. I'm really inspired and driven by like the people around me. And I think my work in general is very collaborative. Uh, even my client-based work, I, I view them as collaborators and not bosses. And yeah, I think it's really important to kind of like combine with others to make something that's bigger than just what your brain is capable of um and you yeah you need that gel energy Mm. (laughs) yeah and it's kind of like a malleable amorphous shape maybe Mm -hmm. and that kind of gel can kind of like fit into any situation Mm. yeah sometimes i think of myself as like a tool in a toolbox that you can hire (laughs) kind of like fill in the parts of what you're working on that that I, i can be useful for cool Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh my gosh, it's been a pleasure. You just heard from Becca Abbey, 
who's a designer working under the name CDXS LLC, where she offers services of typesetting, branding, programming, print, and digital. You can visit Becca's website at www.cdxs.ist. And thanks for listening to our inaugural HTML Energy podcast episode. And special thanks to sound artist Madeline Murky for composing the HTML Energy intro and outro jingles. See you next week.